The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Episode 64, How to Use Cash Envelopes Effectively with Allison Baggerly from Inspired Budget. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Allison and Jill. Welcome, welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. This is Jill, and I have Allison here with me from Inspired Budget. Hey, Allison. Hey, Jill. How's it going? Good. So if this sounds a little bit unusual to you all as listeners, it is. Uh, And here's why. Jen gave birth to a human, like a real live baby. He's so adorable. His name is Kairos. And she is spending some time with him taking that maternity leave. So we've got some fantastic things still going on though with Frugal Friends because Allison is my stand-in co-host, Frugal Friend, and all things getting out of debt and budgeting. And she's just a wealth of knowledge. You will remember her. If you've been following along with us for a long time, we interviewed her in episode 18, all about her and her family's massive debt payoff of $111,000 and how she did that. I, of course, sloppily titled that, like, How Allison Got Out of Debt with Babies. With babies. <laughs> so that people were like, wait, she used her babies? I used my babies <laughs> to get out of debt. Yeah. No, I just had babies while we were getting out of debt. That was. <laughs> I'm a podcaster, not a blogger. Very clearly, that writing is not not always my forte. But anyways, Allison's from Inspired Budget, and she teaches women how to budget, make savings become second nature, and pay off debt. So she's got some amazing stuff, which I'm sure we will talk about throughout this podcast. She'll be joining me for two more podcasts, so you'll get to know this lovely lady a lot better, I'm sure. But check her out. We'll talk about her website and all that, but she's also on Instagram, so follow her. It's worth it. (laughs) It's so excited about this. We've been planning this for so many months, so to finally be doing it is amazing. I know. I'm so excited. And for everyone out there, if you hear kids in the background, I'm a mom. So (laughs) with babies, babies. you heard about (laughs) not selling them to pay off debt, but I am a mom with babies. I've tried to warn them, listen, mommy's working, but you know, they are loud. 
it doesn't always go as planned, you know, when you podcast with babies. Yeah, no, doesn't always go as planned, but that's okay. That's awesome. Well, let's get into our sponsors and then we will get into some content about how to use cash envelopes because this is something you're really good at, Allison. So I'm excited to not only explore what the internet has to say, but also hear from you on how this works for you. So it's going to be a fantastic episode, but sponsors. Also brought to you by starch-based adhesives. You know the kind. There's nothing quite like sending a letter and licking the rim of the envelope to seal that sucker up. (laughs) We know they've come up with better solutions, and at the very least, we could use a damp paper towel. But who doesn't want the thrill of licking paper and the risk of a bleeding tongue? (laughs) Starch-based adhesives, the best way to get a free snack in the middle of a workday. Free snack. Yum. We were talking about envelope systems today, so it made me think of that. That's perfect. The the little treat you get when the envelope tastes good. Right. <laughs> well, let's get into these articles. And our first one is brought to us by none other than DaveRamsey.com. We don't often reference Dave Ramsey's material, even though so much of this movement of debt freedom kind of began with some of the things he is doing, mm-hmm. but not that we... As- you know, go along with everything that he says, but he has some good points. He does. Yes. And this envelope system is one of them. So this one explains just what it is. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with this, or you want some more details, we're just going to go through it. So what did you think about this article, Allison? Um, I thought it was very informative. It's very, what I like about it is that it's fact-based. It kind of just gives you like a really good starting point to know Mm -hmm. exactly what it is and how to implement it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of what, how did they describe what it is? Also mixed with your own knowledge. What, what is it? It's basically using envelopes. You pull out cash from your checking account and you put them in separate category envelopes of categories that you tend to overspend in. So it's not necessarily like pulling out cash for your electricity bill, but more like pulling out cash for food, restaurants, shopping. That way you can um, kind of have a visual guide of how much you've spent and how much you have Mm. left. Yeah, I liked how they described it as like a tool to help you stick to your budget because it's something that will tell you when to stop spending. There isn't really any other way that seems as effective Mm -hmm. to say, okay, stop, you're out. Yeah, (laughs) If you're just swiping your debit card, there's no like ding, 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 you're done. But when it's out of the envelope, it's out. Yes. It's very um, hands-on. It's it's for people who need that extra push to actually follow through with their plan that they had set previously. Yeah. So in order to do this... He kind of go or this article goes through just the how to's like how Mm -hmm. this works. And so they start off by saying, number one, think of the budget categories that you need to have in the cash envelope. So these are things like groceries, going out to restaurants, gas, hair and makeup, car maintenance, personal items like a miscellaneous envelope or entertainment or gifts. Some of those things that you are regularly going out and spending Mm -hmm. money on. What are some categories that you've used here, Allison? So we use groceries and restaurants. I do not use cash 
for my gas because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we started our cash envelope system whenever I was pregnant and we had an infant and there was no way I was going to get my infant out every time and go in and pay for my gas with cash. And it's not typically an area where our family overspends mm-hmm. because I, I don't have like the desire, like, oh, I'm just so excited to go fill my car up with gas. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> yeah. for me, crap, I'm out of my budget for gas. Exactly. For me, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to cook dinner tonight. Let's, you know, even though I bought all the groceries to make my dinner, let's go out to a restaurant and then I can go in my restaurant's budget and be like, nope, it, you know, no, I need to, I don't have enough. I need to go ahead and cook the dinner like I had planned. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we use groceries, restaurants. We do have a car maintenance. It's almost like a sinking fund for us because mm-hmm. we have very old cars. We have um, a fun money envelope, which is kind of like our entertainment. And then we have one for gifts as well. Okay, nice. Yeah. What's next in this process? So once you decide actually what you want to be setting up your categories as, you have to figure out your budget amount. A lot of people will message me on Instagram or send me emails and say, how much should be in my grocery budget? Or how much do you put in your fund money? And my answer is, it it just depends. I mean, every person is different. Every family is different. So you have to actually sit down and do the work. I can't do it Mm -hmm. for you. What? I know. Uh. (laughs) Like, if I could, I would make everyone's budget. Like, that sounds (laughs) like so much fun. For the right amount of money. (laughs) Exactly. So what I recommend doing is actually, like, going back in your previous bank statements and getting an idea for how much you spend in these categories and then asking yourself, is that a reasonable amount? Or am I going way overboard? Mm-hmm. And give yourself grace because I remember the first time we wrote our budget and used our cash envelopes, we did not choose an amount that was realistic. And so mm-hmm. it took some time getting used to it. But you have to actually sit down, write your budget out, figure out how much you want to spend. So for instance, if you want $500 in groceries for a whole month, you'll pull that out. Or you can, if you get paid bi-weekly, you can pull out 250 and another 250 So that way, when you go to the grocery store, if you only have $100 left and you aren't, you aren't that's all you have, you know, okay, I cannot spend over $100. So if my bill is more than $100, I have to choose my least favorite item and put it back. <laughs> nice. You, you're so well acquainted with this envelope system. It's amazing. Oh, I've been like, using it. We have been using envelopes for over seven years. Wow. So it's been, I know. Yeah. It, and like exclusively, I remember there were a couple of like summer months when we were like, let's go rogue and go off the envelopes. And we spent so much money. So, yeah. So I trust it. Yeah. I know it. I trust it. But I only use it for certain categories. Some people think that I use, like I pull out my entire paycheck in cash. I do not do that. Um, Uh, That is not what the cash envelope system is. Right. Yep. So then next, after you have created the categories, then you want to create and fill the cash envelopes, right? Mm -hmm. It's not enough to just say, oh, here's what I've allotted to it. Now you got to start to do it. Yes. So filling, actually finding, and we're talking tangible envelopes Mm -hmm. and filling those envelopes with the budgeted amount. Now, of course, this will depend on how you get paid, how often you get paid. So if you've budgeted 500 a month for groceries, but you only get paid by weekly, then you would do the 250 initially and then, mm-hmm. you know, for the first two weeks. And then when you get your next paycheck, put in another 250 and kind of work it that way. Any tips here, Allison, that you found along the way of, of just this process of actually filling the envelopes with cash? Yes. So what I do specifically is after I write my budget, 
I flip over my budget and on the back I list out the actual denominations I need and I make a mm-hmm. little tally chart for, okay, I want all of my groceries and $100 bills. But what I found is for my restaurant's budget, I don't want to go to Chick-fil-A and hand them a $100 bill. They don't really appreciate uh-huh. that. So all uh-huh. of my groceries is usually in $100 denominations. And then my restaurants, I pull out in $50 denominations. And mm-hmm. so what I do is I actually go through and I choose the denominations I need for every single cash envelope. That way, when I go to pull out the money, I can tell the teller, look, I need, you know, five $100 bills. I need four $50 bills, you know, a 20 and a 10 or however you separate Mm -hmm. it. We even Mm -hmm. um, will pull out ones to pay our kids their chores because I'm not going to pay my kid in a $100 bill for their chores, you know? (laughs) Oh, that'd be sweet, though. I know. (laughs) And so um, you need to go in with a plan, because otherwise, if you pull out $800, but you want it separated among five envelopes and you need some 20s and some 50s, you're going to be standing there with these $100 bills and you're going to say, wait a minute, this, you know, this isn't working. So you have to make sure that you think of that in advance so that you can make it work for you. Nice. And of course, the last one, number four, spend only what you've put into the cash envelope. (laughs) That's the hardest part. (laughs) Yeah, this one like seems obvious. It's funny that they put it as a step, but I did, I I must admit, I do not do the envelope system to the same degree that I used to. Like I've taken principles from it that help to inform the way that I budget now. But when I did do this to, you know, to the T, this was something that that was a, a discipline for me of there were times when I w- w- needed to spend more and I would borrow from others and that's like that's a no-no although it's part of the learning process but well and it's part of life I mean we've mm-hmm. been doing the cash envelope system for seven years and there are times that we still go over usually our restaurants budget if I'm being completely honest It is our restaurant's amount that is the most difficult for us. And we've been known to be like, oh, we're out, but that's okay. We'll just, you know, put it on our debit card or we'll just borrow Mm -hmm. from groceries. Um, So it is a discipline. And I can tell you that after seven years, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm a lot better than I was seven years ago. I stick to my budget much better. So it's, I think it's, you know, practice makes progress. I don't always think Mm. that practice makes perfect, but it does make Mm. progress. And if you can see progress in your, you know, in your budgeting journey and in your financial journey, then that's what it's all about because it's not ever going to be perfect. I think you said that in episode 18, the practice (laughs) makes progress. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that that's so ingrained in your vernacular because it's such a beautiful statement about what we're working towards right. that yeah growth not perfection exactly. just getting better and making it work for us in in all the nuances of who we are as individuals so i did like that this article went through some of the frequently asked questions mm-hmm. that i'm sure are burning on the minds of a lot of people listening to this episode so i do want to go through these yes. and one of the questions says which along this lines of spend only what you have in the cash envelope so what if i run out of money in <laughs> my cash envelope thoughts on that allison exactly so if you run out of money like It's going to happen. There's going to be a time when you run out of money and you're like, oh, no, what do I do? And so Mm -hmm. 
what I do is I just really try my best <laughs> to say like, okay, if I run out of money in my restaurant's envelope, like that's it. I don't get to go out to eat again until we get paid again. Um, it's, mm-hmm. That's easier to do than if you run out of money in your groceries envelope because you have to buy groceries again. So my thought is really, you know, if you can live without that item for the rest of the month or until you refill your cash envelopes, that's what you need to do. If not, then you need to really look at your spending and say, okay, where did I go wrong that's causing me to run out of money so that way I can learn from this experience? And is my budgeted amount reasonable? Because if you're consistently running out of money in your groceries envelope, then you might just need to up it a little bit to give yourself Mm -hmm. a little bit of wiggle room in there. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. what I would say. Yeah. My goodness, we're getting way more than this article describes just <laughs> by having you on the show, which is awesome. Like the article touches on some of that, but we're getting even more like wisdom and expertise from you, which I love. And so the next one is what if some of my expenses are online? And here's what the article describes. They're saying that the point of the envelope system, well, one of the points of it, not the only one, is that you are more connected with the money that you're spending, which should cause you to be more mindful about the way that you're spending money rather than just swiping a card or having an automatic payment. So part of what they're arguing is to push back on some of that and say, hey, look at what you're purchasing online and and maybe try to make that a more tangible purchase because it might help you to think about, well, do I need just that constant order from Amazon coming through or some of those mindless purchases that we're making? Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't think it's completely advocating for every single thing to be paid in cash through the envelope system. That, yeah, there are just some payments like health insurance that might just come out automatically. Right. And, okay, fine, make sure that that's in your budget. So so there is there is some wiggle room there, it seems, but it's also not saying, okay, well, then fine, then don't do the envelope system. Take a look at what's what you could move to a more tangible purchase. What are your thoughts on that, Allison? I mean, I think that that, I think that's all great because, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't, we don't pay all of our expenses with cash envelope system. I think it's about finding what works for you and your family. And it's going to be Mm -hmm. different than what works for me and my family. Mm -hmm. So really, truly deciding where are the places that I need to develop better habits because that's mm-hmm. the purpose of the cash envelope to help you develop those better financial habits. So then what what happens? I've never had this problem before, <laughs> but I'd, I'd love to know for those who do have this problem, what if there is leftover money? Oh. Let's say I didn't go out as much as I thought I was going to and I've got more in my entertainment. What should happen with that? So if you have leftover money, the article says to... Number one, congratulate yourself because that's awesome and you're doing it right. And then it says that it's okay to celebrate within reason. So, you know, Mm -hmm. don't go overboard and book a fancy vacation or anything like that. But, you know, go to a dinner, um, get yourself a nice latte that maybe treat yourself or you can always roll it over to the next month. So kind of leave it in that envelope so that way you have extra the following pay period or you roll it over and then you can budget that much less the following pay period in that same category. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen often for me. Leftover money, right. it's glorious when it does. It's like the clouds part, the light shines <laughs> down, and there's angels singing in the background. And I'm like, yes, I did this right. But, you know, yeah. 
it, it wouldn't be special if it happened all the time. <laughs> yeah. But if you approached it like the government, you know, you might just have to say, I have to spend all of this. Otherwise, they're going to make me decrease my budget and I won't be allotted this much next month. True. That is true. <laughs> but let's not approach it like that. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. And they even say that you could, if you're really good and you want that extra halo to put it towards your debt snowball, if you are still in debt and trying to pay Mm -hmm. off that. That's what we used to do. Throw it towards debt, throw it towards savings, throw it towards vacation. Oh, there's so much you could do with extra money. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And then the last one that people are always asking is what about emergencies? Like what happens if an emergency pops up and I'm going to have to go over, you know, at this point. And so, yeah, you have no choice but to shift some things around in your in your envelope funds. And that's why it's called an emergency. Of course, if you kind of align with some of these baby steps that Dave Ramsey puts out or really anybody in this kind of personal finance space is to have an actual emergency fund so that you may not have to go into other envelopes to pay for that emergency, but you can borrow from the emergency fund if it's a true emergency, right? We're not talking like, oh no, like uh, I really need need those shoes or like a haircut or that's not an emergency. It's like my car broke down. Or I am bleeding. I licked too many envelopes. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) So yeah, just to be paying attention. And then, but if you're running into a lot of quote unquote emergencies, that might be a time to relook at your budget. Are you allotting enough to each Mm -hmm. envelope? to yeah to actually make this worthwhile we don't want this to be an absolute failure every single month exactly when it comes to financial advice you gotta trust the source it's why you listen to this podcast if you're looking to upgrade your wallet you need to turn to nerd wallet their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products if you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet You could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. So with that said, before we move into the, the next article, I do want to talk through some of the advantages. Like, why do this? Because I know for some, they're probably like, uh, this sounds like some work, a little bit more effort than maybe other budgeting approaches. Let's, and, and I think the article even talks about some of the advantages, but even from your perspective, Allison, what are some of the things that you've noticed this system helps with? I totally think that it. This system helps you 
really learn how you're spending your money. It forces you to face your habits. It forces Mm -hmm. you to physically see where you're overspending or where it is difficult for you, where you're having trouble with those impulse purchases. And it, it makes you, to me, it makes you want to do better. It makes you want to change and to really focus on your finances, hold you accountable. And it really makes it hard. It, you know when you're going to be overspending. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. just using my debit card all the time, I could be going to the grocery store every week and go overspending a little bit here and there. But when I go with my cash envelopes and I look like we're going to the grocery store today, we have $105 left. It makes it obvious if I'm going to be overspending if my bill is over $105. That's it. I mean, right. you know, whereas if I was just swiping a debit card, if you're not actively adding up those purchases and really focusing on those categories, then mm-hmm. it's easier to overspend. Yeah, it's easier to say, okay, my budget was 100, so this was 105. All right, no big deal. Yeah. Oh, and maybe in that enough. moment, it's not. But in time, if you're if you're constantly overspending $5, 10 $15, that certainly adds up. Yes. Yeah, this article also says, along with what you're saying, it keeps you on track. It forces discipline. So even if this isn't a system that you end up following for the rest of your life, it is a fantastic way to jumpstart. If you are having a lot of difficulty reining in your budget, sticking to a budget, paying off debt, it just seems like I just can't get my head in the game. Mm -hmm. This one really connects you to your spending. I would even argue, as I've said already, it makes you more mindful about how you're spending, how much you're spending, and connects you with that transaction a whole lot more than, like we said, swiping a debit or credit card. So it creates more discipline in that way. It keeps you on track. It makes it really hard to overspend. Yes. It's very difficult to go over $100 if that's all you have in your cash envelope. So I would at least recommend this for people starting out on Mm -hmm. this journey. I think it even helps the budgeting process make more sense versus everything kind of being up in our heads or maybe even on paper on the computer. This is like, okay, I see how this works. For those of us who are more tactical, tactile learners or visual, that this is a fantastic way to get some hands-on interaction with your money. I totally agree. So that being said, our next article is talking about kind of the flip side, a little bit of devil's advocate. And we're not afraid to go there, you know? No, we're let's cool. Talk about it. We we can have some people push back on this. So this article talks about seven reasons that the, they literally say that the envelope system, budgeting system, is a terrible idea. Not just bad. Terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So they they threw it down, and we know exactly where they're coming they're from like, on this forget one. Forget this. Yeah. So you know we're gonna have a candid conversation about mm-hmm. this. Of the, there are some valid points in here, but there's also some things that we might be able to even yeah have some dialogue through. So. Allison, what did you think about this article? Because I know you've been doing the envelope system for seven years. It's worked for you and your family. You've figured out how to make it effective for you. Thoughts on this? What stood out to you? So obviously, I'm a little bit biased because the cash envelope system has been, I would say, truly the the catalyst for changing our family. I mean, you know, the desire to become debt-free, but then this was almost like the tool to help us learn 
self-control and discipline. No system is perfect. There are problems with the cash envelope system, and it's all about, are the cons heavier than the pros? Are they weighted more? And for me, there are so many more pros than cons with our family. So one of the things was you need to carry a lot of cash. Like, Yes and no. I remember the first time I started the cash envelope system, um, I tried it out actually like when I was single and I remember I got out like $800 and I was walking out of the bank and I was like clutching my purse and I was like, they all know. They know I have $800. <laughs> they can see it in my eyes. Someone's going like, oh my gosh, I'm shaking. Like, do I look too fidgety? My, like I was glancing all around me. I got in my car and immediately locked my doors. I got home and I would like peeked out my blinds. Like they all know I have it on me. But the truth is, is you that, need to like, drive around in an armored vehicle, exactly. like with a sign that says, "Like I carry guns." Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was nervous. I was nervous. I'm not nervous anymore. Um, and I don't keep all the money on me. You know, you lock it up in a safe place mm-hmm. at home. You take only what you really need. Like I don't carry my grocery envelope around with me all the time. I don't need to have mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars in an envelope for groceries. I only take it to the grocery store when I go to the grocery store. And when I get home, I mm-hmm. put it back out where it belongs. So, yes, it can be nerve-wracking. However, it is a common misunderstanding that you carry the cash on your body at all times. You only take what you really need. Now, that (laughs) does mean that you have to kind of plan in advance. It keeps me from going to the grocery, like making random stops at the grocery store and buying things during the week. You know, I have my set day I go. If I don't get what I need then, then I need to learn to live without it until I go you know, in a week's time. So it really helps me save money. But, you know, I was scared at first. I was nervous at Mm -hmm. first. However, whenever you, you know, sometimes I'll just go straight through the teller. I don't even get out of my car. So I don't even walk into the bank. I just go through the drive-thru. I tell them what I need. I get it out and I go on. I'm not like risking the fear (laughs) of someone seeing me in the bank, getting the cash out and then Mm -hmm. walking back to my car. So... Which is why they call this a discipline, right? And it's because it's intersecting also with so many other habits that we have in life connected to our spending. You know, I think for me, there's a nervousness with that of, oh, well, then if I keep it at home, like a lot of times I'll just pop in on my way home from work to grab something along mm-hmm. the way. And and part of, you know, pushing back on my own argument there is, well, is that the best way to do things? Is that partly why some of my budget does get Mm -hmm. thrown off course is because I'm making these random stops, random purchases that I'm not being super mindful about. So, and again, it it, it may not work to the T for everyone's lifestyle, but it is worth trying to see, wow, I, I could really discipline myself in this area and others if I tried this one out for a bit. One thing that I did notice with this, along the lines of carrying a lot of cash, is just the change that you start to acquire when you use cash and and it started to get heavy even if i wasn't carrying around a lot of cash i found i was carrying around a lot of change, change. and then like shoving the change into the envelopes and then there and then i just look like a crazy person pulling out the envelopes with all this loose change, change. like do you have any tips on so, that or what have you found there i don't keep the change in the envelopes if i ever get change i put it in my wallet like my little zipper section of my wallet and it just kind of sits there. And then the next time I make a purchase, no matter what category it's in, I try to see if I can make exact change. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to make exact change. And if I can't, then I take the change and I put it in my wallet. That way, next time I can try to make exact change. 
Um, and then if my change in my wallet gets a little heavy, then we have a jar and we add to the jar. Whenever it gets full, we take it to our credit union and we have it put straight into our vacation fund. So we have a separate savings. Mm -hmm. Last time we were able to put, I think it was like $86 in this jar straight into our vacation fund because it just got all the way full and now it's, you know, growing back again. So I don't keep the change in the actual envelopes themselves. It's funny that you say that because that is something that I started to do just with the change. It just became my vacation budget. So yeah, I was stealing a bit from each envelope for my vacation, which I'm okay with that. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not like you were spending it on something bad. It was just a leftover. And then you can always try to make an exact change. Exactly. So she also mentions that that she argues this article for better online budgeting systems, like in her estimation. Now, I will say this woman says she did try the envelope system and she says she tried and tried and tried and Uh tried and it just didn't work for her. And one of the reasons that she's saying is she feels like it's a bit archaic and arguing for that there are better online budgeting systems. Mm -hmm. And, And okay, I see her point. I will say this is something that I'd push back with a bit because the whole point with the envelope system is that it connects us with our cash and spending. That yeah, there are online budgeting systems where you can just like swipe through things and it's all on your phone and that can work, right? There's all kinds of different people who need different budgeting systems, but the point of the envelope system is that you're more connected to it, like we've talked about already, and there is value in that that no other system can provide. Right. Well, and here's the deal is you know, she says there's better options, but the truth is, is that I use the cash envelope system and I track my expenses on a spreadsheet. Mm. So to, she's saying that they're one and the same, which I say, no, they are not. They are nice. not one and yeah. the same. I still track all of my expenses and I can break them down into categories and I, I track, you know, it's every, it includes everything. It includes what I take out of my cash envelopes as well as all of my bills and anything else that I swipe my debit card for. But I use my cash envelopes to help me learn how to have discipline. So Mm -hmm. she's saying, well, you can just use the, you know, mint.com. Well, no. I mean, yeah, you can. You can just use it. But the envelope system has its different purpose. She's linking them Mm -hmm. together. I say, "Mm, no, they're separate. They're two totally different things. It's not just a way to track. It's also a way to spend. Yeah, that's a great point. It's funny. We both on our notes, we both mentioned number four. So go ahead and talk about that one. So number four, she says, well, you can't take advantage of credit card rewards. Okay. So she's saying like, oh, well, if you don't, you know, if you're using cash envelopes, you can't use your credit card rewards. Well, I have a credit card and we use rewards, but we use them on other purchases that aren't what we would spend in cash. So are we using them for our groceries? No, but we do use them for some online purchases. We get credit card rewards for like when we booked our vacation online, we used our credit card so that way we could get those rewards. And we use it for different Uh, like doctor's visits or things like that, and then we pay it off. So we use our credit card to get rewards for some of those other purchases that we would not make in cash. We're still getting the rewards. In fact, we just got the Southwest Companion Pass. Ah, Heck yeah. I'm so excited. So excited. So we use the cash envelope budget system every single month, and we also use credit card rewards to our benefit. So I would argue that you can do both. It's a system Mm -hmm. If you want to do it, if you're willing to do both, then you can make it work. 
And that's part of making it work for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so rigid to yes. what is described specifically from one source. Yeah, it can it can be flexible. Mm-hmm. So the last one I wanted to mention on here was number five. She makes the point of needing to juggle around a lot of money. And what she meant by this is that if one person has the grocery envelope, well, then what about when her husband needs to go out to grab something, then she's got to give him the envelope or maybe he was out already and picked it up So, and he borrowed from the envelope that he had and then she's got to swap money from hers <laughs> and it's just like so complicated. And so I get that. I did run into some of that when I had envelopes. One thing I would say about that is I actually split for me, and I'm curious to see how you've handled this, Allison, but when I did it, you know, specifically this way, I would split it in half. So whatever a grocery budget was, split in half or or a percentage based on kind of who normally buys more of what mm-hmm. to both my husband and myself. So we both had a grocery envelope. We okay. both had an entertainment envelope that we could purchase out of. Certainly there were times when Maybe he did spend more that month than I did, so then I might replenish his envelope or vice versa. Right. But we were easily able to get around that difficulty. What are your thoughts on that? So I definitely think that this is a big drawback of using cash envelopes, and I think it's something that keeps a lot of people away from cash mm. envelopes. They say, well... Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said, like, I need to run home by the store, but I don't have the grocery envelope. So I've dealt with this in two ways. Number one is actually more like three ways. We try to be like plan a lot in advance. So very Mm -hmm. specific. You know, we sit down every Sunday and we have our family business meeting and we kind of talk about our activities and things like that. And so we are aware of our schedule and, and, you know, Anything's like, oh, we need to go by the store and pick up cupcakes for some sort of school party. We know that in advance. So we do try to be that type A marriage Mm. where there are not these random surprises. But there are random surprises. So if that happens, then we try to always run home and grab the envelope in advance. That is easier for us because we do live close to where we work. However, I understand that that's not always the case for people. And so if for some reason we can't run home and grab the envelope, then we will spend it on our debit card. And then we take that amount out of the cash envelope, maybe at a later date, maybe the next day, and we go deposit it back into our checking account. So Mm. there have been times where my husband... Um, has to work on a Saturday. And I refuse to take my kids to the grocery store. Like I know people might think I'm crazy for that, but my grocery store is my like happy place where I have no children Mm -hmm. allowed. I drink my coffee. I walk through. I only get what's on my list. And it's a stress-free environment and little trip for me. Mm. If I have to take my kids, I will instead order my groceries online and go pick them up. You Mm -hmm. cannot pay for that with cash. You have to do it on your debit card. So what I will do is I will literally budget it out, pick it up, and on the way back from the groceries, stop by the bank and deposit the cash into my checking account. Mm -hmm. So it's it's almost like I make it work for me in that sense if that Mm -hmm. happens. 
then you can always do that. Is it annoying? Is it sometimes, you know, just that extra step? Yes, but there's lots of extra steps in life that we have to take sometimes and so <laughs> yeah. to make things work for us. So that mm-hmm. is what we do as well. Something that I so admire about you and your family and the way that you guys are walking out your own budget is how intentional you're being with these things because it sounds like the way that you're tracking your money and spending your money is causing, is leading to family meetings and and communication with your husband and decreased spending on frivolous things and greater spending on the things that you want to spend on. It's just really neat to see how this how this technique has worked for you and how it has then helped you to incorporate some really healthy things into your life. Oh, well, thank you. I yeah, never thought about super it like cool. that. Because I think like if we had never gone on this journey there's no way our life would look the way we are. You know, mm-hmm. like you're right. Like the it forces that communication piece that maybe you don't think you need, but then you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is great. <laughs> yeah. Having that extra communication, being on the same page. Yeah. Speaking of great things and being on the same page with stuff, it's time for the, the Bill of the, the Week. week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey ladies, I'm calling to share my Bill of the Week. Uh, Well, really my favorite bill of the entire year is that I just went to the SBCA, paid $35, and adopted an adult cat who is completely up to date on all of her shots. Her name is Tilly, and she is my brand new best friend. So I just wanted to share that your bill of the week could be something fun, like an adopting an adult cat instead of buying a brand new kitten. It's you tons of money, and they're still fantastic friends. All right, have a great week, guys. Bye. Okay, so I love this bill of the week because we just adopted about a month ago a kitten from a high-kill shelter. And so, like, this, like, hits close to home because we have sweet Phoebe, who we adopted, um, who was who was fostered and they found, you know, found on, on its, the day it was born and they said, okay, well, someone needs to foster this before, like, if they don't have someone to foster it by 5 p.m., you know, we have to put her down. And so my friend fostered her and then convinced us to adopt her. And so now we have Phoebe and Joey as pets. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, this is so amazing. Tilly and Tilly's mom. I don't even think we heard, I don't think you shared your name with us, so we'll just call you Tilly's mom. What a fantastic bill of the week. And so fun to be willing to to spend money, but on a life that you can now care for, which is so great. And an adult and, cat. I know. Because people don't want frugal. them. Right? How you can do something so kind and frugal at the same mm-hmm. time because it probably is less than, like you said, buying buying a, a kitten. Yes. Um, not from a shelter. And I think that it's, I love how some bills like bring you joy. And this one brought her joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that bill. That's a sweet one. So... 
If you want to submit your bill of the week, uh, whatever it is, whether it's sweet or funny or realistic or practical or none of those things, whatever it is, if it's a bill of some sort, pop on over to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and you can leave us a a bill, whatever you come up with. And we'll be sitting over here just ready and waiting to hear what (laughs) all you creative folks come up with. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. And now you know, you know what comes next. It's the second half of the show called The Lightning Round. <laughs> <laughs> Which always gets more and more intense. I just love it. It really has nothing to do with lightning. <laughs> or electricity. It's, <laughs> it's just enjoyable. But we want to talk about how to make the envelope system work for you. So I do have a link in our show notes to Allison's website, inspiredbudget.com, and everything that she has to say about the envelope system. But we want to talk a little bit about okay, this can sound daunting if you've never been this connected with your budget or your money, but how you can make this work for you. What you got, Allison? Okay, so here's the truth. The truth is that what we've talked about on this podcast is that no method is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be perfect. So what I tell people is, listen, just try it out for three months. You know, Mm. try it out because the first month, like chances are likely you're not going to get it right on the first month. I know it took us three full months to be like, okay, this is how this works. These are our habits. We can make this work Mm -hmm. for us. Try it out for three months. And then if you hate it, like no hard feelings, that's fine. Find something that works for you, but at least give it a shot. Yeah. We're not offended. Yeah. Do what you want. Exactly. I also think that it's important to have this be something that you want to interact with. So for me, that includes making it something beautiful to you. It's something that I've realized even in my tiny living or minimalist lifestyle. I'm really only able to do it, not because I'm an incredible person. I mean, believe what you want. (laughs) But my small space is beautiful. The things that I interact with in it are functional and beautiful. Like I've got one knife, but it is a good knife. Yeah. Not 20, 20 knives that are broken and not sharp and don't cut my tomatoes. 
So that's that's a tangent. But for me, it was important for the envelope to be something that I wanted to interact with, something that was pleasing to the eye, something that was functional for me. And you've got some great ways of making it functional and beautiful, Allison, over on your website. Yes, I actually will send you to your inbox 14 pages mm-hmm. of envelopes for free. Yeah, for free. If you nice. sign up for my Budgeting Basics email course, then and we can put that link in the show notes as well, mm-hmm. then you get a whole bunch of printables and I like to print them on really pretty cardstock and just use packing mm. tape to secure them and it you know choose colors that make you happy or you can always draw on them or add pretty tape or designs. Um, I even have some envelopes that I've designed that have patterns that um, are in my inspire budget shop which are you know, there's like a floral set and there's um, a shades of blue set. And so making it something that, like you said, you enjoy, that's beautiful, that brings you joy, just that small amount, it's going to make you want to try it longer or use or actually implement it and use it. Mm-hmm. And we like free. We're frugal. Yeah. So of course we like free. Free printables <laughs> are awesome. So I'll definitely put that link in there. I also think that this is just great for those who want to stick to a strict budget. If you are serious this time about getting out of debt, I know we've talked about we all can fall off the horse sometimes, but if this time you really mean it, well, (laughs) this just is going to work for you. This is a fantastic way to get serious and make some real changes in the way that you spend and interact with your money. So absolutely. Our family, you know, we started the envelope system because we wanted to become debt free. And this was a tool or a method we could use and put in place to help us be better when it came to our finances so that Mm -hmm. we could send more money to debt and pay off debt. And it just works. If you put Mm -hmm. in the effort and you truly follow, you know, follow through with it, it works. You will be amazed at how much extra money you find in your budget because it truly forces you to stay on track with the categories where you overspend. And that is Mm -hmm. what has, you know, allowed our family to pay off that mountain of debt in four and a half years while growing our family. And Mm -hmm. it has allowed us to, you know, save more than we ever thought we could and just continue to live a lifestyle that is not only, you know, a comfortable, honestly, like we live a comfortable lifestyle. We live a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. We have our spending money, but it still allows us to reach those financial goals where otherwise we wouldn't be able to reach them because our spending wouldn't be in check. Yeah. And again, other things, just to reiterate some of the things we've already talked ways to make it effective. Make it work for you. Don't feel like you can't bend the rules a bit here. That, yes, if you want to use your credit card to get points, decide what purchases you're going to use your credit card for. If you're concerned about putting money back and forth between spouses or others in your family or household, then make sure each person has money for each category. You decide what the categories are. You decide how much goes into them. So make it work for you. And again, follow along with Allison because she does this this technique like a champ. So she's constantly got great tips for you on how to make this work for you. Allison, what else do you have going on over at Inspired Budget? Well, goodness. Oh my gosh. I have um, some great budget planners. Um, I have a really big budget planner that's coming out soon. I'm excited about it. Actually, it'll probably be out by the time this airs. Um, 
I have tons of articles and information on how to budget uh, depending upon how you get paid because I know it can be overwhelming if you get paid differently. So I break it down for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm over on Instagram. I'm in my stories daily sharing with you how I budget, make savings second nature, and pay off debt and how I can help you do the same thing. That's awesome. So check it out. And last but not least, we got this Frugal Friends book club going on, and I'm super excited about this one. It's July. We're mid-July now, and so we are reading Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk by Cameron Huddleston for book club. And in case we didn't introduce it on last week's episode, this one is how to approach conversations with your parents about finances, which makes me a little uncomfortable even just describing the book, which means that... (laughs) it probably is something that we all need to be engaging on uh, and knowing how to approach those conversations with dignity. So fantastic book, fantastic topic uh, for all of us just to be kind of breaking down some stigma on that too, just in all aspects of finance. So check it out. And because we love you and because you're awesome, we want to give away a free copy. And all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, screenshot that review, and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll select the winners at the end of the month because you know what? Who doesn't love a free giveaway? And that's what we want to do for you. If you want an example of a helpful review, here's our review of the week. Amy says, entertaining practicality. Nice title, Amy. Thanks so much for that. These two ladies crack me up and offer great tips on living a frugal lifestyle and the accompanying online group is great too. Thanks so much, Amy. And you're right. We not only have a podcast, we also have a Frugal Friends Facebook group uh, called the Frugal Friends Community. So it is a private group. You do have to request to enter in. It's not that big deal. We're not we're not that exclusive. We just ask you if you're going to be chill in the group, chill in the chat. <laughs> so we have some great times over there with talking about some tips. People are so active in the group, sharing free things that they've learned about, tips, asking asking questions, giving us some funny pictures. So join us over there. It's a great group. I love being a part of it. Oh, yeah. We love having you, Allison. We are like literally I love that we are frugal friends. Like there's so much meaning to just the title of our podcast. We are gaining friends in Mm -hmm. this kind of frugal community. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So that's all, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed hearing from Allison as much as I did and my my newest little stand-in co-host over Yay! here doing a fantastic job. Well, thank you. So you will hear more from Allison next week, y'all. Yes. See you then. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 